0: We turn now to our scripture, to God's word, and this morning we're looking at Lamentations chapter 3, verses 19 to 26. It will be up on the screen behind me. I remember my affliction and my wandering, the bitterness and the gall. I well remember them, and my soul is downcast within me. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So this week I had one of those experiences. We've been having great weather lately, haven't we? And and I was just driving east on Airport Way, and you just look up, and Mount Hood is just right there. Boom! Just in all her glory, all her splendor. Uh, You know, in November, December, it's covered in snow, and we have this wonderful, beautiful view of of Mount Hood, and it's so gorgeous. And I've always loved mountains because I've lived in places where there wasn't any. Not a lot of mountains in Michigan. Not a lot of mountains in New York City. And so I, uh, I appreciate it now more to just look up, to be driving on Burnside and look up and just see that beautiful view of mountain hood. And for me, a mountain... A mountain is like a good metaphor for faithfulness. You know it points us to God's faithfulness because even when we can't see it, which let's be honest, that's most days in Portland, you can't see Mount Hood, it's hidden behind the clouds, but it's still there, right? It's still there even though we can't see it. When when I lived in Seattle, you know, they have a thing cuz it's, you know, it's bad up there too. It's cloudy, it's dark. The mountain is out. You know, that means Mount Rainier is out and you can see it. Well, that's, that's what it's like here too. But part of being a, a growing disciple of Jesus is to say, I can't see that mountain today. I can't see it. It's covered in clouds, but I know that it's there. I know that God is faithful. I know He's my rock. I know that that mountain is there. Hebrews 11, verse 1 says, Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. So even when we can't see how God is faithful, even though we can't see that He's there, He's still there. And God has been faithful to this church, to this group of people, to all the hundreds and thousands of people that have crossed through these doors and been part of this church For 60 years. And I brought the charter out of the library. I wanted to show it to you. The 62 people that signed this on November 13th, 1959. These 62 people took this leap of faith. To say we're going to establish a a church here. On this corner, in this place. And did they ever imagine that 60 years later with all the changes, everything going on the changes in our city and our culture, that Jesus would still be being preached here every Sunday. And there's a lot of signs of God's faithfulness. You know, I noticed something recently that... the um, I can't really read the writing, but there's a, there's a little boy. It looks like a little boy's handwriting. And his first name was Bruce, and his middle name was Peter. Well, my name is Peter Bruce. And this was Bruce Peter. I mean, if that's not a sign that, you know. Bruce, I gotta meet Bruce Peter. But God's faithfulness is just all over this church. His fingerprints. And uh, God's word in Lamentations 3, it teaches us that God's faithfulness is nothing less than love and mercy. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. God's mercy never comes to an end. It's fresh and it's new every single morning of our lives. So this morning, I just want to tell you about that. I just want to teach you about God's love and God's mercy. So God's love is His commitment His covenant to us, to never leave us or forsake us, to walk with us through it all. There's a special Old Testament word. It's one of my favorite Hebrew words that's used here in Lamentations 3. And I want you to say it after me. The word is chesed. 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 Now, apologize to the person in front of them, because you just spit on them. But that's, that's chesed. That's God's covenant faithful love that lasts forever. It's It's not dependent on us. It's dependent on God. So even when we're faithless, even when we walk away, even when we make mistakes, God's faithfulness, His love, His chesed is still there and it's with us. This week I got to teach 18 kids in prep about God's faithfulness. We were looking at Exodus 16 and 17 and we are telling them about how, how these people, the people of God, the people to whom God's hesed was present and active, he delivered them from slavery, he freed them to go to the promised land and yet they started complaining. They started moaning about, well we, don't, we had better food back in Egypt, we had this, we had that. And they were faithless. They didn't believe that God could do it. And yet, did that stop God's plan? No. God fed them, God gave them water from the rock, and God showed Himself that He was faithful, that He never stopped loving them. That was that time in the history of God's people, it was one of those Mount Hood through the clouds moments where they saw, you know what, we believe. We have faith, even though we can't see. There's a a wonderful book that we have in our nursery here at church, and we have it at, at home called the Jesus Storybook Bible. And every few stories, it talks about God's love, God's faithfulness. It says, God's never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. And I hope that all the kids of our church wrap their minds around that, that they come to understand that, that that that's what we're teaching, that's what we're teaching these kids about God's hesed, about God's faithfulness, his commitment, his never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Because when that kind of love gets a hold of, of you, it changes you. It changes your heart and your motivations and the way that you live your life and your, your priorities change. So God is faithful. God is committed to you through His love. And so then it, it asks us, you know, just like, just like our brother Bond was saying, do you love me? God is asking. Respond to my love. Show my love to others. Show your commitment to my people to the family of God, to all the commitments that you've made to Him. You know, maybe maybe you're going to show that commitment to God by walking alongside a difficult family member. Thanksgiving's next week. A lot of family get-togethers, a lot of arguments about this or that, but to walk with someone, to try to see things from their perspective, to journey through somebody that is maybe struggling with an addiction. To say, hey, I'm going to be here for you because I know that there's a God that loves me, that's watching out for me, that's never giving up on me. I'm never going to give up on you. We get to mirror that love, that never giving up love to the people around us. God's faithfulness is love. That's what Lamentations 3 teaches us, but it's also mercy. And mercy is... Grace. Mercy is God's grace showered upon His people. God is always giving us opportunities to show grace to ourselves and to other people. God gave a few of us at, the, at this church an opportunity this week because two weeks ago there was a fire on our property. There's going to be more information about this in the bulletin and a letter from the AGAC, but in the northwest corner there was a little fire. It started with the leaves, and the fire department came, and it took them seven seconds to put it out. But it was still a big deal. It was a little scary. I had to run over here in my sweatpants, see what was going on Saturday night. And we found out, you know, a couple days after that, it wasn't, it wasn't an accident. It was some kids playing with matches. Well, I'll say it was an accident. They didn't mean to start a big fire like that, but they weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing. They were playing with matches, uh, they were not respecting the, the property here, and yet right away, there was from the team that has been working with them for seven, eight years, there was grace. There was grace and truth, John 1.14. Jesus is full of grace and truth. And those, you know, the issues will be dealt with, but we had to lead with grace. We had to lead with grace, and that's what the team, that's what the team did, and there was, you know, there was empathy. There was this, we've got to address this with them. We've got to make sure that this doesn't happen again. But somebody wrote, you know, we've got to do it in a loving and non-judgmental way. And then the next person wrote in and said, you know what, we should nominate you for president. Because there's not a lot of that in politics right now. You know, grace and truth together. So we, we might have the next president of the U.S. right here in the sanctuary with us this morning. It's grace and truth. Because what does the human heart most need? We need grace. We need grace from our Creator. You know, fast forward 10 years from now. If we would have shamed those young girls, how could you do this? You were so irresponsible and, and piled all this shame upon them. They would always have an excuse to blame the church. They would always have an excuse to say, oh, you guys are hypocrites, you guys are judgmental. But instead, we passed upon grace, the grace that has been shown us again and again. So instead, she can talk about, God is faithful. I messed up, but I was shown grace and mercy. And that's what my God is like, because we all mess up, and we're all in need of a Savior. That's what our hearts crave. Our hearts crave mercy and grace. This is one of my favorite quotes. I've shared it with you a few times. I'm going to share it again. Forgiveness, grace, mercy. To forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner was you. To set a prisoner free and discover the prisoner was you. That's from Lewis Smeads. Anne Lamott says, To forgive, to not forgive, is to drink poison and wait for the other person to die. To not forgive is to drink poison. It it poisons our spirit. It poisons our soul. And we think the other person's going to die? No. We're killing ourselves when we live without mercy, without grace. So then, the question becomes, who can I show mercy to today? Who can I show mercy to? Who can I forgive And how can I show mercy to myself? Because sometimes we aren't able to forgive ourselves. Friends, we're here today celebrating 60 years of whose whose faithfulness? Not our faithfulness. We're celebrating 60 years of God's faithfulness to Park Lane CRC. His goodness, His love, His mercy. Jesus was completely faithful at all times and in all places. God showed tremendous faithfulness by sending Jesus. Jeremiah, who we believe wrote Lamentations, he's talking about God's faithfulness left and right, and he didn't even get to meet Jesus. Those of us living in the age after Jesus, the age of Christ, the age of the Holy Spirit, have so much more that we can give thanks for. When the wedding ran out of wine, Jesus was faithful. When the 4000 ran out of food, Jesus was faithful. He fixed his eyes on Jerusalem, on the on the cross, and he died for me, even when I'm faithless, and he died for you. For his people, for his bride, for his church. And if we, if we keep preaching Jesus, if we keep telling people the good news, if we keep telling people that, you know what? You're broken like me. You're in need of a Savior like me. Jesus is that. Jesus is full of grace and truth. Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. If we keep preaching Christ and Him crucified, we will be here until He returns. We will focus on Him. 1 Corinthians two two says, For I resolve to know nothing except among you, except Christ and Him crucified. Christ has been crucified for us, for Park Lane Church. Amazing. His life has been given for us. He died the death that we didn't have to die. So that we can celebrate with our brothers and sisters from Park Lane that are in the church triumphant, that are cheering us on right now, That are on the other side, that are celebrating with Jesus. The meal that we have together is just a preview of the wedding feast of the Lamb that we will enjoy with Jesus. So we're going to feast, we're going to celebrate, we're going to give thanks to God, but it's just a foretaste of what's coming for all who believe and trust in Christ. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for your incredible faithfulness to us. To this church for six decades. To each one of us that knows you and is known by you. Help us to uh, deepen our love and trust in you. Help us to understand more and more what it means to love as we've been loved. To show mercy as we've been shown mercy. Give us reconciliation and grace and joy this morning as we celebrate all that that you are.